You're listening to the Break Free Podcast, where we show up, tell the truth, and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Let's jump right in. In January, there's a bunch of articles, there's podcasts, there's all this different information coming to us about setting goals and, you know, getting on track for the new year. And that's great, but we need to make sure that God is a part of that process and not just a part of it, but that God is at the, in the center, really, of that entire process of, you know, writing our goals out and developing our strategy for the year. I want to start today's episode by reading this scripture, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it and then missing out myself. You know, I really like the message translation because it gives you the word of God in real talk. And basically, God is saying, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. Condition for what it is that you are trying to accomplish. And not only that, but keep the eternal prize in mind. I think a lot of times we're looking at the materialistic outcomes of whatever that is, fame, fortune, cars, this, that, whatever. And that comes, you know, with living an abundant or living a life in Christ that produces abundance, right? When you're actually walking with God, that's a byproduct of it, but that's not the main goal. And so I think it's important to keep this in mind that ultimately it's about, you know, pleasing God and pursuing the will of God for our lives because that's why we're on the earth. It's to fulfill our purpose. We all have a purpose. God put us on here, put us on the earth for a purpose. We have things that we need to do for him. And the way that we get that done is by seeking him. And that brings me to, you know, the first secret, seek God wholeheartedly. You know, seeking is not passive. I think a lot of times we think because we love God or we're sitting in a church building, we're attending a Bible study, that that means we're seeking God. And that's not true because you can be having an experience with church and not be having an experience with God. Okay. So those are two different things. You can, you know, have all this religion and no relationship. Religion as in the tradition, the mechanics of going to church, you know, every single week and still not walk in the realm of revelation, right? They're they're not necessarily the same. And so when I talk about seeking God, I'm talking about developing an intimate and personal relationship with him as your Lord and Savior, as your Father, as your provider, as everything that God is, okay? Because our experience of God determines what we can become and what we can receive from God, okay? And so we need to seek him. And seeking is not, it's not passive. You've got to get into it. That's a part of what that scripture in 1 Corinthians is talking about. It's about the conditioning, going after something. When you think about an athlete, they're going after it each and every day. They're training their bodies. They're eating the right things. They're hitting the gym. They're disciplining themselves. And so there's discipline involved with seeking God. So what does that look like? Well, 
Do you have a place that you meet God? Let's start with just disciplining yourself to meet with him somewhere. When you think about, you know, meeting up with a friend, you know, maybe you have a friend that you want to meet for a cup of coffee or you meet monthly or you meet weekly or you meet with your Bible study group or you meet with your mastermind or whatever it is. There's a place that you all meet, even if it's online. There's a place where you all know to go to come together, to learn, to listen, to fellowship. Well, do you have that place with God? Because God needs a a, a place to dwell, to meet with you. But you need to establish one, right? I know in my walk with God in the beginning, I didn't understand this. I didn't have it. It didn't mean that God was never speaking to me or never meeting with me, but there's levels to intimacy. And a lot of that has to do with space, different types of spaces and environments that we have and we create. Like when, you know, somebody visits your house for the first time, you don't invite them to your bedroom because that space is intimate. So not everyone has access to that space. And so that's the same thing with God. You want to create a space that's personal where you're coming away with him. So develop a space, okay, in in your house or maybe it's in your car. I know a lot of women that I talk to, you know, that I've mentored over the years or coached, uh, sometimes they tell me they're always in their car meeting with God or when I meet with them, we're meeting in, you know, on Zoom in their car because their family life is a little more hectic and a little more chaotic. And once they go in the house, you know, things switch up. So you have to be real about what works for you. Number two, you need to make it a daily practice of meeting with God. God is progressive, right? Yes, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today and forever in nature and character, but God's plans for you and how he unfolds them in your life and how he communicates and how he reveals himself is progressive, which means God is on the go. And I think a lot of times we're serving a God (laughs) that we put in a, a statue in our mind and that's the God we're communicating with every day. The God from when we were 16, the God from when we were 26, the God from when we were 36 or 46 or whatever the case might be. But God is progressive. And so that's why we have to seek him. You don't seek something that's stationary. So you're seeking God because God is progressive. He's on the move. The Bible says, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door shall be open. So you're seeking to find, you're seeking to discover the goals that God has for you. You're seeking to discover the goals and the strategy. Okay. And so you have to be able to create a space and invite him in for that. So that's where I want to start. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and that all other things will be added. So what a great way to start our goal setting is with seeking God, because the Bible tells us right there, if you seek God first and his way of doing things and being right, his character, his character, his character, (laughs) and his way of doing things, then as you're seeking to align yourself with that, all the other things that you're thinking about will be added. I know that when I was first walking, you know, with God and, and learning, you know, these spiritual truths or whatever, I that was one of my favorite scriptures because I thought, oh, this is like a cheat code. <laughs> if I can just seek God and get in alignment with what he's talking about and what he's doing, then all the other stuff is going to come. I still had to work for it. I still had to do some work. I still had to put in, right? Um, I still had to put in effort, but God was already promising me a successful outcome. Okay. So when I think about secrets for successful goal setting God's way, I think about Matthew 6.33. <laughs> it is a secret. It, it is a cheat code. 
that's number one. And then there's like part A and part B in that, right? That I just went over about having a set time and creating a, a space. And in addition to that, I would say number two is listening. Listen to what God is saying, right? The Bible talks about having an ear to hear, that we all have ears, but not everybody is hearing, you know? We have eyes, but not everybody is seeing. Why is that? So we have to develop an ear to hear. And a lot of times we can't hear God because we're so loud. The world is so loud. There's so many different voices in the media, you know, in our families, in our relationships, on our jobs that are competing with the voice of God, which is why having that daily time, that daily practice of spending time with him is important because it helps you to learn how to hear the voice of God. Okay. And so you need to hear what God is saying because, you know, it doesn't make sense to create goals that are not congruent with the grace that God has made available for your life. Okay. So it's like, I can pray all day. My goal can be to be a gymnast, but if I'm not graced to be a gymnast, then I'm wasting my time. So it's like, what has God graced me to do? And what am I graced for in this season, this year, right? Every season is not the same. You have to discern the season you're in. Some people are in a wilderness right now, even though it's the top of the year. Some people are in a season of harvest, right? What are you graced for to do in general in life? And what are you graced for in this season? What is it that you need to be focusing on? The Spirit of God knows. Because the Spirit of God knows what's happening in the world. The Spirit of God knows the times, the seasons. So He can, God can clearly communicate with you how you are to operate within that season, within that time, within this year. If you enjoy the Break Free podcast and want to stay connected to Ashley, Subscribe to her email list by going to theashleywinston.com and receive the number one secret to overcoming obstacles and creating a life you love for free. Within this secret, you'll discover many keys to advancing your personal and professional goals and enjoy gaining the clarity that moves you forward at warp speed. Become a part of the Break Free family by signing up today and getting the inspiration you need to reach your next level of unstoppable. Stay up to date with Ashley's latest episodes and be the first to know about new offers, products, services, and events. Simply visit theashleywinston.com. Now back to Ashley. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is death. So, you know, we we think we can we know what to do or you know, and and how to do things, but we cheat ourselves out of success when we're unwilling to yield to the wisdom of God. You know, it's wisdom that produces wealth, not necessarily working. And so you can be working to do all of these goals, but without wisdom, you will not prosper. You still need the wisdom of God. And how do you get that? Is by having an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. 
Okay? So listen to what God is saying and agree with him. (laughs) How about that? Agree because we hear God, but then we have to align and agree with what the spirit of God is saying for us to do. It's like we hear God and then God says, go left, we go right. And then we're wondering why we don't have a result. We're wondering why we don't have the outcomes that we put on our paper at the beginning of the year. or We put on our vision board or you wrote down in your phone or wherever you write your goals. So success requires alignment. Are you aligned with what God is saying for the season in your business, in your ministry, in your family? Okay. So that's very important to consider. Listening to what the Spirit of God is saying and agreeing with Him. The Bible says, how can two walk together lest they agree? You can't walk with God if you won't agree with Him. You still want to be a gymnast (laughs) and God has said, hey, grace has not made that available. Then you and God are not in agreement. I'm being funny when I talk about being a gymnast. That's the example I use, right? Because I can't do a cartwheel at all. <laughs> I can't do a cartwheel, guys. I, I, I just don't have it, okay? Um, maybe one day. Really what I'm saying is you and God need to be on the same page so that you can run. So when you're in alignment with that, there's going to be favor for you to execute, favor for the resources you need related to these goals that you're trying to accomplish. And then number three, you need a a strategy. You need a game plan, blueprint, plan of action. The Bible says write the vision and make it plain, right? Write it down. If you look at a lot of, you know, articles and on business, they just talk about the how much more likely you are to accomplish your goals if you write them down. I don't know the exact percentage. I I talked about this in a previous podcast episode. I think it was like you increase your chances of actually accomplishing what you're trying to do by like 47% just by writing it down, right? So again, that goes back to having an ear to hear. The word of God is saying, write it. So, you know, my team knows, I always say, if it's not written down, it's in outer space. <laughs> I always tell it's not real. If it's not written down, it's not real. So let's write it down. And then once it's written, that's what it is. Okay. So make sure you write your goals down and be specific. You know, I was talking with a friend a couple weeks back and he was telling me about this, you know, million dollar house that he got recently in Los Angeles. And, you know, he's super excited about it. And, um, you know, it was something that he desired to, you know, purchase for a while and he got in the house and he's enjoying it. Right. But when he got in it, he realized there were a few things that were not as favorable as he would have liked them to be, even though it's a beautiful home. There's a couple of things he would have done differently. And he said, you know, the spirit of God told him you weren't specific enough. You know, don't underestimate the power and the authority that God has given you to create the world that you live in. Okay. Because you weren't designed to live in a world you didn't create. That's why he gave you the, the, the power and the authority to decree a thing and to see it established. That's why he's saying, write it down, right? Write the vision down. 
though it tarry, wait for it, it'll surely come. He's telling you, write it down. This is how I've designed you. I've designed you to create. God is a creator. So you're made in his image. You're designed to create. So the life you have now, you have created. Okay. A lot of times we put it too much on God. No, no, no. God has given you the power and the authority to design. So when you think about setting goals and writing the vision, design the year. And how does that year fit in the big picture? How does that fit in the big picture? Because if you're just doing something to do it, you're wasting your time as well. It's like, how does this connect with the overall landscape of your life, the overall landscape of your marriage, the overall landscape of your business? Does it? Okay? Because God is always thinking big picture, globally, generationally, right? He's not just looking at your day (laughs) and what you're doing today and what you're doing this year. God God says he does the end from the beginning. So even, you know, the, the end is already done before we even get started. We need to think like that as well. What's the big picture? Keep the end in mind. And then create your strategy and your action plan to live inside of that. Okay? And then lastly, you know, and just wrapping up the episode, you got to execute. I was just talking about this with someone earlier today. You can have excuses or you can execute because life is going to always happen. You know, accomplishing your goals and let's say you want to work out. Well, you know, or you want to lose weight. Let's say that's the goal you want to lose, you know, and by the way, make your goals specific. Like I said, you know, make it something you can look back and say this happened or not. They shouldn't be ambiguous. Like saying you want to lose weight is ambiguous. Well, how much weight do you want to lose and by when? Okay. I want to add that in there. You want to lose X amount of pounds by this date. I want to accumulate this amount of money by this date. Then you can look, okay, well, what needs to happen daily in order for me to get to that goal? What do I need to do today? What do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to do next week in order for, you know, to, to move myself, in order to move myself closer to that outcome? All right. Um, I just want to add that in there. But when you go back and you look at, you know, executing and excuses, it's like working out might not always be convenient. You have to make the time. You know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, Ashley, you got up. I wish I could do that. You can. You can. You might not be able to do it every day, but you can. You have to make the time. It's a shift in your perspective of what matters. What's the priority to you based off what you value, based off the goals you've set, based off what you want to accomplish. It's a decision. Okay. And so you've got to take action and we can discuss, you know, as the year goes on different ways to help us stay on track because, you know, we're not perfect. Things happen. Life happens. We get thrown off, but the key is to get back on track. You know, you can have a bad day, but don't make it a bad year because you had a bad day. Don't make it a bad month because you had a bad day. Don't even make it a bad week because you had a bad day. It's like training yourself. That goes back to the scripture that we looked at at the very beginning about conditioning. We've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins, right? So everyone runs, but not everybody wins. But God is telling us here, run to win. Run with the victory in mind. Execute your goals with the the end, the fact that you've already accomplished them in 
in your mind, not that you're trying to, but you've already won. Not that you're trying to win, but that you've already won, that God has secured the victory. That's why setting goals God's way is so amazing because if you listen to God, he's keeping you in alignment with what he's already promised and predestined for you to have and to do and to accomplish. That's a blueprint for success right there. Okay? So that's the conditioning is this executing, this daily action, following this strategy. And, you know, life does happen. You might have a bad day, but let's not turn that into a bad month, a bad year. You know, you have to train yourself to get back in action because life happens to all of us. It never stops happening. But what are you going to do while it's happening? What's your strategy to overcome the adversity you might face? What systems and structures can you put in place in your life to help you? You have to create that. It doesn't necessarily naturally exist. Thank you so much for listening to the Break Free Podcast. Remember, this is the place where we show up, tell the truth, and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Until next time.